Welcome, family, to another episode of Something to Say. I'm your host, Stan B. And as you can see, rocking always representing, see, something to say. But anyway, um, this episode here, man, we're going to talk about mental health. Very important subject, um, especially in the black community, um, if not just in society as a whole, but definitely in the black community. Um, I know that mental health over the years has been shunned upon by our community. Um, shunned upon because we don't want the stigma of being quote unquote labeled crazy, um, or looked at as indifferent or something's wrong with you. Um, any of those things. I happened to stumble across this video of this young lady. I don't know the young lady's name. Um, I don't know who she is, any of that. Um, it's about a nine minute long video. Uh, came across it on Instagram. And she, man, it was such a deep video. I mean, if certain things don't touch your heart, man, I, I, I think you have to question the the humanity within yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it doesn't have to make you cry or any of that, but just feel it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this young lady is 19 years old, and I don't know her story. I don't know what she's been through, but obviously she's been through some things. And she wanted to voice... Um, her, I guess, you know, express herself uh, and let people know what she felt. And she was doing this via YouTube. She has a YouTube channel, YouTube page. But I found what she was doing on Instagram. And um, she was just, first she was talking and she was talking about how she, you know, she feels sad. She doesn't know why she want to cry. Um, she feels lonely, she feels, um, depressed, she feels, um, alone, she feels like, um, something's wrong with her, but she don't know what's wrong with her, um, all of these different feelings that she felt, and I'm sure it stems from something she's been through, um, something, she even said in her video that, um, I know why I feel this way because I'm, I'm dealing with something that I haven't addressed yet. Or actually, she said, I'm running for some, from something I haven't dealt with yet. Um, and, and that could very well be true. And this is just this young lady's one story um, amongst thousands, if not millions of people's um, stories that they have that landed them in the same place that she's in. Um, she felt like I need to talk to somebody. Um, you know, very, very intelligent young lady. You could tell by how she spoke. Um, you know, she was an intelligent young lady. She knew what she wanted. Uh, she had a vision board up. I don't, you know, she kind of inspired me. Like, I mean, I need to get me a vision board to, to, um, you know, place my, my things in perspective. So uh, she had a vision board. Uh, one of the things on her vision board was to add uh, 
10k to her account um she wanted to build her instagram following she wanted to build her her fashion um i guess i don't know if she has a business or something she was doing but she had all these different things on her vision board and um whatever was eating at her or whatever she was dealing with she felt like um she just needed to express to people uh she also felt like that she's tired of people asking her what's wrong and you know when she tell them what's wrong um most people don't have a a, a solution or uh something to help her out in in you know what's wrong and what in her and what's wrong with her so um so she felt like what's the point of asking me what's wrong you know um so as i said her story isn't um it's unique in the sense of it's her story but it's not uncommon in the sense of um many people are going through the same thing um mental health has been a big thing in our community um reason being i feel from my standpoint is mainly because people are dealing with trauma you know um undealt with trauma and um salute to charlemagne god because uh he expresses a lot about you know talking to a therapist um dispelling the, the stigma that we have in the black community um, letting you know it's nothing wrong with sitting down talking to somebody, um, putting it all, all out on the table and dealing with that trauma. And that's part of the issue. Um, part of the issue is we grew, we, we, we came up a lot of them. If you can see, look at me, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a, a, what they call a spring chicken. <laughs> so I'm definitely not a spring chicken. I've been around. Um, and you know, so this didn't happen in my household, but just in the the era I came up in, the whole thing was, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Um, you know, so we're gonna sweep that under the rug. You know, these this this thing happened, so we ain't gonna tell nobody it happened. You know, and that has been how we moved in our community. And it has done no good for us to do to do that, to move like that, uh, because what we've done is um, we have swept it under the rug and our children um, have grown up with this trauma, undealt with trauma, and it's come out in different areas of their lives, um, whether it be in the jobs, whether it be in relationships, being married, what have you. Um, you know, you take a a young child who may, let's say a young female, uh, she may have been molested, uh, she may have been raped or what have you. Uh, and when I say young female, I'm talking about maybe a young child, you know, uh, six, seven years old or what have you. And uh, let's say that when she gets to the age of what this young lady was, 18, 19, uh, she starts being promiscuous. You know, well, from the standpoint of everyone that sees her being promiscuous is, you know, she's a hoe. You know, she she's a thought. She she just want to give up ass everywhere and do this, that, and the third. She want to be a freak and blah, 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 blah. 
not knowing that maybe some of those things that she's um, displaying has something to do with the trauma, the undealt with trauma that she had to deal with as a child. Um, and this is how she sees fit to express, you know, the, the, the feelings of not having to deal with what she went through. Um, she hasn't talked to anybody about it. Uh, she can't talk to anybody about it, you know? And so the way she feels like she can feel better is by being promiscuous is by, um, having a man, um, be inside her, touch her or whatever the case may be. Um, and so we, we don't, because we don't understand that a lot of times we frown upon that from, from the outside of seeing what we see. Um, you know, you take a, a young male who may have experienced his father beating on his mother. Um, and he gets older, 18, 19, 20, what have you. He has female relationships um, or relationships with females. And he decides that that's what he wants to do with the females in his life. You see what I'm saying? And he may have not been taught to do this to females, but because he's seen this, he witnessed this, he loved his mom. You know, he loved the women around him growing up, but he's always seen his mom get treated this certain way. And that's a, a level of trauma that he never was able to deal with. And so he in turn may start treating the women that he did with the same way because he only knew one way. He only seen one way. He didn't know that you're supposed to treat your mom like a queen and treat the woman that you're with like a queen. Treat your sisters like a queen. Treat your cousins like queens. He didn't know that because he didn't see that. And so because of that trauma he endured, this is how he acted out. This is how he deals with it. You know, um, I'm going to treat her like my dad, you know, like my dad did. You see what I'm saying? Um, which is sad. And, and, and we've, it's, it's so much of that in our culture uh, because trauma is real, you know, and, and trauma could be anything. It, it doesn't have to be abuse. Um, it, it doesn't have to be molestation. Uh, it doesn't have to be any of those things. It, it could be a car accident and, and you're traumatized from a car accident. You know, um, I know someone and I won't put her name out and I won't, you know, disclose anything about her, um, just out of respect for her. But I know someone very close to me that was in an accident, um, years ago, might've been over 20 years ago. Um, and she doesn't, she doesn't drive. And maybe one of the reasons she doesn't drive is because of the traumatic experience she had being in a car and being hit by a tractor trailer and um, breaking some of her bones in her legs and having a, 
a pin put in her, her ankle and all that kind of stuff. Um, maybe that's one of the reasons why she doesn't want to drive. And she's in her 60s, you know. Uh, you know, someone would say, well, it's probably a little too late to try to be learning how to drive now. But she doesn't care to want to know how to drive anyway. Um, and maybe part of that, that trauma she went through with being in that accident has a lot to do with why she doesn't want to drive. Um, but, you know, trauma and mental health goes hand in hand. Um, you know, there's, you know, people talk about PTSD and a lot of times, or uh, uh, I know for me, the time that I heard about PTSD was mainly dealing with being in the military and I never really associated with, um, outside of the military because that's, that's how I became to know what it, what it was. I used to be in the military, but I didn't endure anything that would um, cause me to have PTSD. I wasn't in a war zone. Um, I, I didn't see comrades die um, out in the field. I, I didn't see any of that stuff. Um, but when I learned about PTSD, um, it took me a while to associate it with just regular life, regular everyday life, you know, um, and in the black community, growing up in the hood, PTSD is very common, but because it was so tightly associated with the military, you know, it's almost like we don't think that that can, we can be exposed in our everyday lives, um, dealing with PTSD. Something as simple as being somewhere at the wrong place at the wrong time and seeing someone shot or killed. Um, trying to give you a, a, an example. Um, I knew a guy. Well, I know a guy. I know a guy. I don't say no. I knew the guy. But I know a guy that I used to work with. And uh, he drove trucks. He drove the dump truck one of the for, for for the company I actually worked for um, and on this particular day we were running asphalt and he said that he was pretty much running late for um, coming back to the to the plant or what have you or coming back bringing the asphalt back to us um, he was running a little bit late and reason being was because he had um, he was in traffic and he was stuck in traffic and the traffic was like, you know, he was like, he's saying something was going on. It was like, it was, it was mad long, you know, they were sitting in, in, in traffic. Somehow he ended up getting out, but he said he witnessed an accident that was a tow truck driver helping someone on the side of the road. And as that tow truck driver was helping that person, another tow truck, that happened to be coming by, and I don't know if he was coming by to help, he ended up hitting the guy that was helping this disabled vehicle. And he said, man, I seen that guy's head come off his body. You know, now how many 
of us in everyday life see a man's actual head or a person's actual head come off their body. That's something that you can't even imagine, you know, don't want to imagine because, you know, all the, 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 the liquids and the, the blood and everything that's running through our bodies. Who wants to see your head knocked off of your body? Hold on, y'all give me one second. I need to um, juice up real quick. And we'll get right back to that. Okay, I'm back. Pardon my interruption. Um, anyway, the man said he's seen another man's head come off his body from being hit by a vehicle. And I'm sure that that is something that stuck in his mind. He may have seen a lot of things in life, good and bad, but that was one of the things that will stick in his mind forever. Um, and who knows how it could affect him in his everyday life. He may go to sleep and not trying to think about that. He may go to sleep. Excuse me. He may go to sleep and see that man's head come off his body over and over and over and over again. That's PTSD. That's trauma. And who's to say that it doesn't have a mental effect on him in some kind of way. Um, obviously, it is a mental effect if he's seeing that image over and over and over and over again. Because I'm a firm believer that as human beings, we won't, our minds won't meant to process that kind of violence and trauma and, you know, um, a violent situation, traumatic situation. Our minds wasn't meant to process that kind of stuff, um, to actually see a man's head come off his body. That's not something you see every day. The same with, um, as I stated, someone being killed. Um, you know, there's plenty of instances, and I think I, I, I spoke of um, in one of my last videos, I was talking about, you know, a rapper, um, I don't know the guy name. Um, never heard any of his music, and I don't think he was very well known as far as like, you know, of course globally or anything like that. But he was more of a local rapper, and he was from Miami. And he was in the car, and he was at the light or whatever, and he had his his kid in the car, baby. Um, don't know how the baby, how old the baby was, but he was a baby. Um, he had the baby's mother in the car with him also, and they opened fire on the car, shooting the car up or what have you. Uh, and luckily, the young lady didn't die. The baby didn't die, didn't get hit. Uh, the young lady didn't get hit, but this, this guy, who was the main target, was killed. Um, you know, and I believe they had it on, might have been on video, and you could just hear... You know, whoever 
killed them, killed them with some high powered, uh, some high powered weapons. And being that the lady didn't die, the baby didn't die. Now this lady was a witness to what happened. She was there. She could have died. She could have been shot and killed. Then she wouldn't have been a witness. But she witnessed what happened. Can you imagine the level of trauma she will have for the rest of her life? Being in that situation, you know, wondering, having some, what would they call survivor's guilt? Wondering why she didn't die, why her baby didn't die, you know, and and this man got killed, you know, um, reliving being in that very spot, that very moment that this happened and being shot, being, having the car being shot up and she didn't catch not one bullet, but this man died. The man might've been, I don't know if she was in the back seat or what, but uh, I believe she was in the back seat. I, I want to say that's what happened, but um, either way, she was there. She was right there. And so can you imagine what she sees when she closes her eyes? That's going to be a mental health issue for her. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's going to need to talk to someone about that. She's going to need to express what she's feeling about that. You know, um, we have so much mental health going on in our community that is it's crazy. Um, you know, there's so many people walking around who need help. And part of the reason why they won't seek help is because, like I said before, it's frowned upon in our community. Oh, you crazy. What's wrong with you? You going to talk to somebody. You know, we don't talk to no shrinks. What you, I mean, what you talking to somebody for? Go to God. Pray. You know, um, and, and what they going to do for you? You going to pay all this money to talk to somebody. They don't care about you. You know, but what are you to do? Are you to continue to just brush it off when you know this problem is persistent in your mind? You know, do you just um, go and pray and hope that, you know, things get better when you see they're already getting worse? Like, as a black community, we have to do more about mental health. You know, like I said, it's, it's, it's something we see every single day. You know, um, I brought up the situation with, with uh, Young Dolph. You know, there were people that was in that place that he was getting cookies from. And when he was killed, you know, bullets ain't got no name. So bullets is just flying. And, you know, the man gets killed. And I don't know exactly what transpired after that. But what if people came, try to come to his rescue or um, come after all the bullets and stop flying? And, you know, let me see what happened. Come around the corner and see that man land on the ground dead. And you ain't never seen a dead body in your life.
you know, and you just been involved in this shootout by way of being a, a, a passive, um, just a passive person that happened to be in there working or uh, I don't think it was anybody else in there as far as like customers, uh, I'm not sure, but just being there, period, and being involved by way of that, that's a mental health issue. That's going to become a mental health issue because now you can't shake your mind to think about this man laying on the ground dead, you know, and why he's laying on the ground dead because he was shot, you know, and think about the shootings. Think about um, the murders, the killings that happen every single day in our community. Every single day. Kids are, witness, are witnesses to this. Regular average Joes are witnesses to this. Um, everyone that's, that's in the community are witnesses to what's going on. You could be just minding your business, man, get get shot right there. And you've seen it all. You've seen it happen. That's a mental health issue. It will become a mental health issue. You know, um, people who are dealing with those things, they find different ways to try to cope, you know, now, if you ain't a drinker, you might drink a little bit. Not a smoker, you might start smoking a little bit because you're trying to escape these images and these thoughts in your head that you can't unsee because you've already seen it. That's a mental health issue. You know, um, there's people walking around that's bipolar. Um, don't even know that they, that they bipolar. One minute they cool, you know, talk to them, everything fine, this and that. Next minute, mm, snap on them. Like, damn, I thought it was cool. You know, that's a mental health issue. And I just think that we need to um, dispel the stigma, man. Like, um, like I said before, see the God made it, he made it almost cool to go see a therapist, to go talk to somebody. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. Um, I, I, I don't care for the things in our black community that we feel are almost beneath us or we feel some some things are uncool or we kind of make it like these other things are cool to be this way you know um I, I i don't feel i don't respect none of that you know what i'm saying um if, if you got a problem you got an issue you know if you was hurting and it hurts you so bad you can't take it. You will go to the hospital. You will go see a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
if you cut yourself, you will go see a doctor because you know that that, that cut can get infected, right? So you will go take care of that. So you wouldn't have to worry about being infected or you would try to counteract that before it gets infected. So the same thing with mental health, like, um, and I, and, and, you know, it's all a big, a big cycle too, because, um, with mental health, we talking about seeing doctors, we talking about seeing people who are qualified to sit down and listen to your, your pain, listen to your trauma, you know? Um, and so in that sense, it's a business, you know, um, and maybe, on the overall scope of things, some of these people see it as just that, not um, a thing of I'm I'm helping other people get through their trauma, get through their pain. You know, um, some people focus more on the money aspect of it, how much they can make, you know, how much they can charge. Um, and so, and so that also creates another issue for all of those people who have real mental health issues, who don't want to go talk to someone, maybe for that very reason, you know, um, but we've, we've got to do something about the mental health issues that we have. There are so many people walking around in pain, um, that are going through things internally that smile every day, smile every single day until they can't take it anymore. And then when they can't take it, they do something that's beyond comprehension. They do something that make you think like, damn, I ain't never think he would do that. You know, um, Regina King's son just recently took his life. Sad, sad situation. I got a 28-year-old son. Her son was 26, her only child. And um, just celebrated his birthday. And to kill himself, you know, a lot of people can put their own label, their own um, opinions on it. You know, you shouldn't have killed yourself. And, you know, suicide, people go to hell and all this other stuff. You can put whatever you want to put on it. But nobody knows that man's pain. Nobody knows what that man was going through. Not even his own mother, obviously. Because he didn't, for whatever reason, he didn't talk about that. He didn't say anything about that. He decided that the best thing for him was to take his own life. And, you know, some of this mental health stuff um, is associated with trauma, but also social media doesn't do anything better to help with a lot of people's mental health and anxiety and these other disorders that they have going on. You know, um, social media has become the standard by which we judge people by. Like, we're no longer judging people by their character. We're judging people by their page and the amount of views that they have. And that's sad. You know, um, 
is it always equated to being in school and who's the popular one and the unpopular ones and the unpopular ones are the ones with a little bit of views you know the popular ones are the, the ones that's that's their page popping and he got 250,000 views and he got 1.1 million views and you know um you know he's a he's a, 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 a you know a youtube sensation and you know all this and all of that's good in its own perspective but um it's not when we just judging people pretty much based off that based off what what, what your page is like and um uh, how many followers you got you know and all this extra stuff that means absolutely nothing you know uh, for me doing what I'm doing right now I can go to my page and I probably got I probably got six views on one video right so I probably got about maybe four or five videos up I don't even know how many videos um, I, I just need to get more consistent with what I'm doing so um, I'm building myself up to that um, but you have people that got four or five out. Well, I got four or five videos on my page and I got people that maybe five, six people on one video that, um, that has viewed my video. So I may be, I may have a video that has been viewed six times and I could tell you, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can care less because I know the value of myself is it outweighs the amount of views, the amount of how many people share my video, the amount of how many people look at it, the amount of how many people who care about what I'm doing on my, so I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. You know, um, the only reason I would want anyone to view is because I know that it could probably resonate with someone who watches it. Someone who watches it may say, hey, I feel what brother man is saying, you know, I could dig that, you know what I mean? Um, can agree with some points that I'm saying, fine, you know? But if no one watches it, if it has zero views, it's whatever. It's not gonna stop me from doing what I'm doing. I'm still gonna make another video on another topic um, with something to say because it's what I got to say, right? So I'm not gonna let the world, I'm not gonna let Instagram, I'm not gonna let YouTube, I'm not gonna let Facebook, I'm not gonna let none of these, these, these company corporations, whatever, these social media platforms, whatever you wanna call them, I'm not gonna let none of them and the people that's on them dictate me dictate who I am, dictate my character, what I bring to the table, because I'm Stan B. <laughs> I'm Stan B. There will never be another. Might be another brother with the same name, you know, all of that, but there will never, never be another Stan B that you're looking at right now, right? So I don't, I don't um, place my, 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 my worth, my value into the social media. And so social media plays a big part in people's 
mental health dysfunction. You know what I'm saying? Um, people start to feel like their self-worth is less than because they're not valued by the people on these social media platforms. You know, um, I think um, Denzel on a, on, a, on a video, he said something about, put, put, you know, tell, tell the people, put their phones down for, um, for a day or so. I can't remember exactly uh, if he said a day or a couple of minutes, but he said, put, put your phones down. And somebody who, who was recording or on the other side of the camera must have had a kind of look in their face like what you know and he was like see that you know see that you know, that's 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 what i'm talking about you know um and so he was talking about how you know people it's hard being liked by one person two people but now it's magnified to a whole another level where we want to be liked by 60,000, 70,000 people, a million people. We want to be liked by those people because now we have put so much value in social media. And really, to be honest, the people who offer up basing off the likes of these people on social media, they really don't like you. They can really care less about you. You know? And yeah, okay, something happened to you, you die, they post, you know, you might be a rest in peace, or, um, that was sad, or whatever, whatever, whatever. But life goes on. They done moved on to the next post, the next next person or what have you um so social media plays a big part in people's mental health dysfunction man um you know a young lady a couple of days ago in new york um what was she uh, miss america uh, was it 2018 2019 not sure but she jumped from her apartment building I don't know how many stories it was, but it was up there. It was enough for her to jump off the building and kill herself. And she left on her page on, it might have been Instagram, I believe. Maybe I can get some peace. So she felt, for whatever reason, that she didn't have the peace in her life. She was going through some things internally. You know, um, she was having some things going on in her head, obviously, where she decided that the best method for her to deal with this, um, to not deal with it rather, was to jump from off her apartment building onto the ground and kill herself. And that's sad when we have people doing that because they feel so much despair that they can't go talk to somebody that this is the only way to deal or again not to deal with whatever situation they got going on sad and so i implore everyone that's listening right now
Um, reach out to your peoples, man. Talk to your peoples. Find out what's going on with people. You know, it ain't all about social media. You know, um, I always say social media is the devil. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so many things going on with social media. And if you if you basing your life off of what's going on on social media, that might be a whole another mental health issue in itself. You see what I'm saying? Because I feel like you're taking the value away from yourself and placing it in these platforms that make so, so much money, billions of dollars, they can care less about you. They can care less whether you join, whether you, whether you on, whether you're not, they can care less. Regina King's son, one of the things that he said, I believe on uh, social media was um, something like, um, I don't think Instagram is good for me or I don't think being on here is good for me. You know, um, he felt some kind of way about that. Like he kind of knew that, that that may have been one of his triggers, social media, you know? So we need to check on our peoples, man. Call your people up, go holler at your people, sit down, talk to them. Find out what's going on, because sometimes what I what I realize with people is sometimes all they want to do is talk to somebody, and it, it don't have to be the therapist. And you have to learn to not just um, be a person that want to give advice or talk or tell somebody. Don't tell everybody what they should feel and how they should feel. You know, I had to learn those things. I'm telling you from experience. I have to learn those things myself you you quick to say well you should feel like this nah you shouldn't feel like that about your moms nah you shouldn't feel like this about such and such 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 you have every right to feel how you feel about whatever and about whoever and about whatever situation now from that we need to understand why you feel like that and then when we understand why you feel like that, let's figure out what you could do. Is there a solution to something that you can do so you won't feel so much like that? You know? So I, I, I feel like people just want to, sometimes they just want to talk, express, and vent but they need someone to listen, to really listen. And I just sit back and, um, I'm glad when you shut the hell up telling me about, you know? People wanna hear what you got to say. You know, real people that wanna listen to what you got to say will listen. And so we have to make ourselves available to those that's going through those type of situations. We, truth be told, all of us got some type of mental health um, dysfunction, issue, whatever. You know, all of us. It's something that we're dealing with that maybe we haven't faced, we haven't dealt with, um, 
it's something that we're we're going through that causes us to be like this or to act like that or you know to to, to talk like this or um, give this type of energy off or that type of energy off you know um, and so it's just a matter of of dealing with it you know and, and you'll be surprised if you just sit down with somebody and just find out what's going on hey talk to me bro you know um what you feeling you know let me know how you feel you know what i'm saying and brothers it's not it's not being a punk or being a sucker going to your man's and you see he got something going on and sit down and talk to that man like a man and, and un try to understand where he coming from you know um you might not have a solution you might not have much feedback, but sometimes people just want to let it out. They want to get it off their chest, you know, and sometimes that means more than anything. That means more than any solution you, you might be able to come up with, you know? So, but yeah, I'm nearing the end of my time, man. I feel like a lot of times when I, when I do this, um, almost sometimes feel like I'm like I'm rambling and I don't like feeling like that, you know, um, but the subject today has definitely been about mental health um, and just exploring a little, little things about mental health and just having a, a one man discussion on, on mental health. So, um, so I, as I said, I, I implore all of you out there to just, you know, reach out to each other, man. Um, it's some, some young person going through something right now that is manifesting itself, manifesting itself, um, through their actions, through their behaviors, through, through how they talk, um, through how they carry themselves, you know, that could be self-destructive. Um, so, you know, it's, it's plenty of people just going through some things that's dealing with some mental health issues that also stem from trauma, undealt with trauma. So, um, so let's reach out to each other, man, and let's let's embrace each other more. Let's um, talk to each other more. Let's find out more about what's going on with each other, you know. And I understand everybody ain't gonna be as open. Everybody ain't gonna be as transparent to tell you um, what's going on and how they feel. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's always worth a try to figure out. And if you, if you really got love for that next person, that's what you'll do, you know? Um, so, and that's, that's, that's called being human, being human. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and um, if you didn't know the root word of humanity is human, you know, so you gotta be a human first. Before you're a man, you're a woman, you're a child. You gotta be a human. So yeah. So I'm gonna end it off right here, man. And um, you know, for those who may be going through a mental health crisis or situation, um, please seek some help. Sit down, talk to somebody. Don't feel like you can't sit down and, and talk to somebody talk to talk to a therapist talk to 
your pastor, talk to your teacher, talk to your homeboy, your homegirl. Just talk to somebody because we're losing too many people to things that I feel like could probably be prevented if we reached out and if those that are having this crisis could reach out. Um, sometimes those things on uh, that those avenues aren't available for those that's um, or they're so stuck in their that their, their mental health crisis that they don't know how to reach out. Um, so, so we just need to, you know, look out for each other, man. And um, as I always tell you, at the end of each podcast, treat each other the way you would like to be treated. Treat each other the way that you would like to be treated. All right? And hopefully, this world will be a better place for all of us. All right, man. So, this has been Stan B. Another episode of Something to Say. I love y'all. Please take care of yourself. Please be safe out there. And, man. Show more love. Release all that hate. Alright? Alright, man. I love y'all out there. Peace. Welcome, family, to another episode of Something to Say. I'm your host, Stan B. And this episode, we're going to be talking about mental health. A very important topic, especially in the black community. So, if you ready, let's hop into it.